Hello everyone and welcome back to the Kinsido Corner podcast after the summer break. I'm your host Joe and today we have the one and only Coach Ryan on the show. Coach Ryan is no stranger to the world of fitness and coaching and certainly not to this podcast and he's here to share an incredible success story that has taken the online fitness world by storm. Not just one but two remarkable gentlemen under Coach Ryan's guidance shed over 10 kg each in just eight weeks through a customized online coaching program. In this episode, we'll dive, dive deep into the secrets behind this astonishing achievement. We'll unravel the journey these two individuals undertook, explore the habits, routines, and valuable lessons they learned along the way. And the best part? These are lessons anyone can apply to their own lives, regardless of their fitness goals. If you're looking for that extra dose of motivation, insight, and practical takeaways, to kickstart kick your transformation journey, then you're in for a treat. Let's roll. And hello, welcome back to Kinseido Corner. Uh, today's episode 51, on with Ryan uh, for the fifth time, if my count is correct. So fifth, fifth time appearance out of 51 uh, episodes. Yeah, I got so. a one, almost a one in 10. Ooh. Almost a one in ten. <laughs> the man is just—he's just so interesting and has got so much for us all to learn and share. Um, and today, in particular, so let's dive right into a topic. Um, Brian, you were—you were recently working with a, a couple of guys. I think it's only guys, if, I, if I'm not wrong. Um, yeah. yeah. Online online coaching. So basically, what what I do as well, um, working with clients remotely. Um, and you had a test group or you had a group of test subjects, test uh, clients uh, who you coached uh, for free. And there was just a kind of like a bit of a test for yourself as well as as well as for, for these clients. And uh, that ran for eight weeks and you've just concluded that. And um, well, the results of at least one, if not more of these clients was... Uh, extremely spectacular and uh, and we yeah can't wait to get into all of that so take it away my man wherever you want to start right so thanks thanks for having me again joe um i always love coming back here love our love our banter yeah so for those who don't know me my name's ryan i'm a coach online coach with a specialty in strength and performance also an athlete myself and uh eight weeks ago I decided, well, a little bit more than eight weeks ago, I should say, I decided to take on uh, five, I, I opened five spots for a test group of men over over 30. And uh, well, actually it didn't end up being men over 30, I should say, but that was the original, that was the original um, sort of criteria and pretty much open for any goal. So people who were interested, obviously, in strength and performance. And of course, you know, a lot of them had fat loss goals as well, which is pretty normal. For anyone who does mm. online coaching, mm. um, almost always there's there's some sort of you know body composition goal. So I opened it for free. Um, I didn't charge any of the test the test subjects because it wasn't honestly a completely selfless endeavor. I I wanted to test um, a few things. So um, notably, I really wanted to test whether I would enjoy online coaching. That was the, that was the main thing because you have to love what you do, and I do love helping people. Um, I have opened. I've had multiple um, waves of online coaching um, sort of stints in my in my coaching career before, and every single time that I've opened, I've kind of started with a 
or I've sort of commenced a, a different or maybe slightly different um, style of, of uh, programming, of program structure, and even just a program delivery as well in terms of the content that I post to the clients and how I communicate with them, what applications I'm using, et cetera. So last time I online coached, it was in the middle of the pandemic. Um, it was something that, you know, was a, a great way to still earn income while we were, we were kind of locked down, stuck at home and the whole world was sort of, you know, on lock. And um, so that was, that was really enjoyable and I had a great time, but what happened to me was I burnt out pretty fast. I was on my phone all the time, um, sort of in constant communication with my clients. And I had at, at the, at the peak of that, I think I had about 20 clients. Um full-time and it was a lot yeah I can see Joe's nodding his head he knows mm. um and in the end I decided okay I just I need a break before I sort of compromise the quality of my coaching so I closed it down and uh the time has come around again where I kind of felt like okay well you know I know that I have a lot to offer in terms of knowledge and definitely capability in terms of helping people and I wanted to test the best way in my mind how I could not only deliver it to the client, but obviously achieve the best results for them too. So that was the, that was the whole premise of the, the test mm -hmm. group was mm -hmm. to kind of try and find my perfect, uh, my perfect online coaching system, but do it my way. So there's a lot of coaches who I think um, really monetize, monetize the volume of the clients that they get, they really try and play the volume game, like get as many clients as you can. And, you know, you always see the ads. I know you've seen the ads, Joe. Um, you know, this client built up to over, a, oh, sorry, this this trainer built up to over 100 clients in three months. And the, mm -hmm. the idea of 100 clients plus for me, or, you know, even anything over like 2025 is just madness because, mm -hmm. um, you know, as the, as the, the volume of the clients go up, obviously the quality and the, really the, the, the personable nature, mm. um, the intimacy of the, of the, 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 the service has to go down. Mm. And mm. that's something that I'm just so not interested in. So my, my real goal for the, for the guy, so I ended up with four, I should say. I opened five slots. One ended up being a, uh, one of my old um, female clients, but we decided to wait. She was on, she was on vacation, so she wasn't ready yet. So I... I reserved a slot for her. I only wanted to do it five times, five clients total. Um, so I was left with four, four males, um, all in their thirties except for one who is currently twenty nine. Oh, and and you, sorry, Joe, you're, I know. And you're, me, exactly. Yeah, full full disclosure. I'm I'm part of the group. And you. <laughs> um, uh, and, and yes, you are a test subject. Other disclosure is I'm I'm not on kind of the same timeline as your uh, as your other subjects. Um, so my my kind of my program is still running, which uh, because I I was also on on holiday, and I'm I mean thank you that you took me on anyway, um, even though it didn't fit into yeah. your schedule. Uh, and and I'm 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 loving the program. I'm loving the uh, and it's just like a side note. I'm I'm loving. I I can understand. I totally understand what you mean by the communication with the client, the the kind of the 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 frequency of the interaction because I'm one of them, right? So I I I totally get what you're saying. I I think um, I've never been in a situation where I've had more than 15 clients. Yeah, I think I topped out at 15 once. Um, but even then, yeah, you, you realize how how it's just difficult just to keep track of 
you know, who's just the basics, right? Who's lifting what? Yeah. <laughs> how do you, how yeah. do you, yeah. So true. Like, like these kind of basics. So and, then, and then you think about the nutrition and the sleep and you basically, yeah, you, you it's, uh, the comparison isn't quite there, but it's like shepherding 15 kids. It's difficult. It is, yeah. <laughs> Especially um, if you're trying to be the best coach that you can be, you know, that you know that you can be. Yeah, yeah. And having said that's, that, that's so important. Mm. Having said that, I think like I see the kind of what what the guys at, for example, at the process programming are doing. I mean, that is big group code or big, big online coaching with like, and they call it semi-individualized. And, and, and I, I get why they call it that way. And it somehow works as well, right? I think I think there is a there. It's not to say that after twenty five clients, the quality will always drop. Um, I think there are ways to make it work, but I I totally understand that the way that you 100%. and I coach, it it yeah. I don't know. I I either my brain is too small or or twenty five really. No, it's not. <laughs> it's crazy. And and there's levels. I really think there's levels. Like for example, you mentioned the process guys, and they do the semi individualized and. I think that that was also one of the reasons that I, I wanted to run the test group because I needed to know uh, if I do translate this into a, into a, so transform this into a business, is it scalable and how scalable is it? You know, do you go on and you hire coaches so that you can oversee the coaches and the coaches coach more people and you spread that way? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, do you, you know, do you stay, and do the semi-individual like the process guys are or do you you know there's there's just and en there's endless possibilities really mm -hmm. and i wanted to see during this this uh this test group using my processes you know how how good how good can the results be and also i did it for free because i it's it's not really about the money anyway but if you do have a a process that works and clients are getting really good results then you know you can set your price points much more mm. yeah you have an idea of where you would set your price points you know things like that so that's that's really the reason why i did it and so basically do i want to do it is it going to work for me in my lifestyle if so how much am i going to charge and how am i going to scale it so that was my idea behind the test groups okay, okay. um i mean this this whole talk yeah. about 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 the business behind it and then kind of trying to set up the systems endlessly fascinating for me or i we, we could go on about this but I'm I'm suspecting that people listening in are really maybe pulled in because of the transformation uh, images that they saw sure. of, of your particular client uh, or clients. Mm. Um, so kind of let's try and shift over to to specifics, right? So you had these, sure. you had the four guys. Don't count me. So you had three guys. Um, yep. All with uh, all of them with um, body or with body composition transformation goals or or. What was uh, no, two of them. Two of them had uh, two of them had composition goals, and the other one was a uh, performance. He's actually a CrossFit competitive CrossFit athlete, so so he was a performance based guy. He said, you know, if I can improve my body body composition, that's really a bonus for me. Um, but really, we're trying to get better at at performance. He wanted to train better. He wanted to feel better, um, and he wanted to be able to recover better as well. So that was our primary focus for him. Yeah. Um, but the other two, the other two had definitely had weight to lose. They both started at approximately 99 and a half kilograms. Mm. Um, and we were able to get both of them to, uh, to hit 89, um, in eight weeks. So actually both of them lost over 10 and a half kilos in weight that's, in eight weeks. Yeah. That's incredible. And I mean, yeah. typically, um, I, I've, I've learned and I, I tell clients as well that 
people shouldn't expect more than half a kilo a week. Um, that's kind of what yeah. I, that's the expectation I usually set with people. And, and even then, as you obviously know, it's, it's, it, it, it strongly hinges on whether they, whether they follow the diet, right? Not so much the training, but 100%. more the diet. Um, however, more than a kilo per week is, uh, is massive. So let's get, let's get into that. What kind of, how did you set them up? I mean, did you give them, sure. first of all, did you, how did you manage the expectation? Did you tell them that this is what they can expect yeah. or, or did you say, no, not see if we can get no. five? What was it? Um, no, I actually, I made a point in the beginning of not setting any sort of, um, not setting any, any, any sort of goals whatsoever, actually. I mean, in terms of, in terms of um, projected weight loss, not at all. Um, basically, it wasn't actually really focused on we want to lose. It was 10 kilos wasn't a goal. It was nothing like that. I mean, I think towards the end when we had, you know, we were we were about six weeks in or something, we, we could have, we were looking at the chart and saying, well, if it stays as it is for the next, mm -hmm. you know, two weeks, according to the last six weeks, then we could be here, but we never know. Mm -hmm. You know, the body is, the body is super individual and some people, um, you know, not, not everyone's going to be the same, of course, but what I did do was I approached all of them and all of my test subjects, but I mean, let's, let's just talk about the two that lost all the weight. Yeah. Firstly, yep. I suppose, because mm -hmm. they're going to be the ones that people will be most interested in. My, my job is to, because anybody can give you a program, anybody mm -hmm. can give you a training program, a nutrition program, et cetera, et cetera. Um, my job is to find the most sustainable way for you to incorporate better habits into, into your life, better training, better training protocols, better nutrition protocols, better sleep protocols, but also just a better mindset. Mm. And that's, that's all the focus was. So it wasn't a, wasn't even specifically a weight loss program. Um, mm. I did, I put them into a very minor deficit. I, and fun, funnily enough, and this is going to sound crazy. I actually didn't really change the nutrition for the entire eight weeks mm. and they weren't starving. Um, I put them into a minor deficit, approximately 250 calories each. Mm. and got them I, we we focused specifically on okay what do you like to eat mm -hmm. and how often do you like to eat we're going to try and stick to those two as much as you can okay as much as as we're going to we're going to slightly tweak your nutrition but not in a way that you will dislike mm. and we're going to we're going to give you training that makes you feel good that's realistic in terms of time constraints um all you need to do is just be consistent mm. You need to sleep and recover properly, of course. And we're also going to manage hydration. That was a major, big, major one as well. Mm -hmm. um, so in my experience, a lot of clients, especially clients, you know, have weight management problems. A lot of the time, I, I would say, I would be confident to say probably eight times out of 10, they don't, they don't hydrate properly. Mm -hmm. um, and that, so that was our major focus for the first week was, okay, I want you to just, I'm going to give you a, an eating plan that's as close to your current nutrition habits as possible mm -hmm. so that your body, so you, you don't feel overwhelmed. You don't feel shocked. Mm. You're going to eat a lot of the same foods you usually eat. You're going to eat as close to the usual times that you usually, that you do. Mm -hmm. You're going to go to the gym and follow this protocol. I promise it will be fun. It's going to be quick and efficient. And your big goal for the week, for the first week, drink, this many liters of water every mm. day. Mm. So it's I, interesting. Set them, I set them a small goal. Uh, what I find interesting there is that, 
So you said you tried or you tried and you did make only very minor changes to um, not just what they eat, but also kind of when and and I'm assuming how much. I mean, of, of course, you said there was a, a bit of a deficit, yes. but but in general, you try to make sure they, they never feel hungry and all of these things with clients who are already coming in significantly or relatively overweight most of the time they are eating in, in, a, in a relatively big surplus right that that is why they are overweight so to get them to move to a deficit could be could be a big caloric difference suddenly right if, if you're used to eating 500 calories above your maintenance every day and that's why you are overweight now to go to 200 below maintenance that's not a 200 gap. That's a 700 gap. Um, mm. How do you manage that? Well, so I, I suppose, um, first, firstly, I, I just want to say that, I mean, of course, it's it really is rather impossible to get morbidly obese or, you know, really overweight without being in a caloric surplus. But exactly. oftentimes, actually, in my experience, I'll have clients that come to me that are eating very little and they're, and they're majorly overweight. Mm -hmm. Mm, okay they're actually eating in a, in a major deficit <clears throat> too much of a deficit so <clears throat> so what's happened is for example um you have a client that has become very overweight and then they try themselves to diet so they start by either starving themselves or they put themselves in a major major caloric deficit and it works for a little while mm. until their basically their metabolism will catch up and mm. slow down, massively slow down. Mm. Um, and then they'll be stuck having to eat less. And if they eat more, they gain weight. And if they eat even less, their weight, their weight loss will generally stall. Mm. And those are, those are, I think those are probably the hardest clients to work with because you have to work with their mindset of getting to eat more food in order to, you know, going, eat, just eating back up to maintenance mm. just mm. to get their metabolism firing and get them and get them, get them moving in general as well. For these guys, these guys weren't in that position really. Um, they definitely were. I think I dare say they were overeating, but eating inconsistently and definitely eating the wrong types of foods. Mm. So that that was the major issue. So what we did was uh, to help them to help them fix that. I mean, so the the caloric shifts weren't super major. Mm -hmm. um, you know, basically we had one that said, you know, I eat breakfast, I eat lunch, and then. I usually eat a big pasta meal at night. Mm. You know, I like pasta and I like cheese. I'm like, okay. So um, with him really simply, we said, you have to drink a lot of water and you have to train. He already trained anyway, which was good. You know, he trained about three days a week. We increased that to five. So we did four strength conditioning sessions and uh, one conditioning only session. Mm -hmm. uh, but we kept it within 60 minutes for mm -hmm. every single session. So that's including his warm up, his protocol, his strength, protocol and then his conditioning as well and then we did uh so we did that for four days in the middle of the week on the wednesday he would do just a like a zone two mm -hmm. cardio session mm -hmm. um or something like intervals it, it changed as the week went the weeks the weeks the weeks went so what i did was okay he likes eating his largest meal of day in the evening if he's just coming home from the gym it's not going to hurt him to eat a large meal Mm. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to, and he said, you know, I usually eat my first meal at around 11 o'clock. That's fine. It's no problem. So what I did was I said, eat your normal 
eat your meal is at 11 o'clock. You're going to eat a portion of protein. You're going to eat some vegetables um, and some fats. Okay. So I gave him a list of, a list of food sources that he could choose. So when I give my clients their nutrition protocols, generally I try to give them as much, as much flexibility as possible. So I said, you know, if you're going to choose this meat, have this amount, this meat, have this amount. If you're going to choose eggs, have this amount, et cetera, have vegetables and have, you can choose from these different fat sources. For your next meal, I want you to do the same thing. You can choose your different protein source. You can choose your vegetable source, but I'd like you to, instead of the fats, I'd like you to have a carbohydrate source. So you can choose from this, this, and this. And it's a, it's actually a small to moderate carbohydrate source. Mm. In the evening, after training, you can have your big meal of the day and we're still going to leave you enough room so that you can have pasta, you can have pasta sauce, you can have a little bit of cheese as long as it's weighed um, and you have your protein in there too. So that's going to satiate you. It's going to make you feel great. You know, you're going to look forward to it after training. It's going to make training worthwhile. Mm. Um, and after that, you go to bed and you're happy. I actually did give him, sorry, I lie. I did give him a dessert as well. So after his large meal, he can have a small dessert as well, which was yogurt, yogurts and fruit, yogurts mm. and berries. Um, and I said, how does that sound? You know, of course I, I always, we always review what we give the client and he said, that's great. I said, could you do it most days? He said, I could do it seven days. Okay. No problem. Mm. That's fine. Um, and, uh, so that, that was that. And then on, you know, on the seventh day when he had a rest day, I just let him do the same thing mm. because, you know, there's, as long as I, the macros, uh, the calories fit for the week for me, I'm happy. The timing, the timing, honestly, the, as long as the client being consistent is going to, and compliant is going to be a lot more um, productive than worrying about what to do in the rest day and worrying about your carbohydrate intake, et cetera. That, all of that stuff can come later, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so we did that. We did that for him. And then the other one had, uh, I think, really a, a snacking, snacking issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just, just lack of, lack of discipline with food choices. Um, and, and working with him really was a matter of, um, kind of spending a lot of time communicating with him about mindset around food. Um, Mm. so what we did with him was he likes to eat often, um, you know, frequently, but he doesn't need to eat large meals. So Mm. that was fine. We set him, I think it was four meals a day plus one snack, which was a pear. Um, this client had previously had a heart attack a year ago mm. um, he actually he actually had had a heart attack almost a year ago to the day that we started and uh so we had to take some some precautions well so i had to take some precautions with him he was on he was on prescription medication for his heart mm-hmm. um so you know fasting and things like that food you know um constraints like that really weren't super appropriate for him um, and fasting is something that I will get clients to use, um, depending on the client, depending on the individual, of course, and their their, their schedule and their willingness, et cetera. Um, but for him, instead, he really likes he likes being active. So he he goes to a CrossFit box. Um, he also plays tennis as well in his spare time for fun. So, you know, definitely he was moving enough. Um, that wasn't really the problem. We just needed to fix his habit habits around eating and around recovery, around sleeping, um, and probably around partying too. Okay. If I'm honest. Um, so 
uh, I'm not going to share his name here, mm-hmm. um, just for you know disclosure, so that I can talk a little bit more about about the experience. So we sent him, as I said, we sent him four meals, and they were they were very basic meals. You know, just they were pretty standardized across the across the day. Um, they all had a, a protein source, a small like a moderate carbohydrate source, um, and a fat source, and uh, and also one one pear as well. Basically, that was just tuned into his his macronutrient requirements, his caloric mm-hmm. requirements, putting him in a minor deficit. And uh, he was eating a he he got in in touch with a um, catering service, which was able to basically prepare his meals for him, so that gave him some variety. But he was definitely ready for change. So I think, and he likes to eat, so mm-hmm. it really wasn't a problem. You know, if you get a client that likes to eat. Um, that's great because mm. you can give them, you know, four meals a day and they're not going to complain. You know, he has his, he had a, an interchanging, um, menu. So they gave him a different protein. Um, they would give him, you know, different styles of rice or spiced rice, et cetera. And they would do, they would do his greens and a, and a fat sauce as well for him. And then we pretty much just put the, put the fruit on top and it was that easy. Mm. Um, and then through the course of his his transformation, he actually ended up starting to cook his own food in the end, which was huge. Yeah. Um, what we did was I said, okay, well, I gave him a meal plan in the beginning anyway, and I said, just stick to the meal plan. It was the same as what you were eating on your catering service. You just have to do it yourself. So that's what he did. Um, and it was great because for the second, the back end of his transformation, he was able to have a little bit more variety with his diet too. So you know, incorporating different styles of carbohydrates, you know, instead of just rice, he was eating some potato and he, sometimes he was eating pasta. Um, he was having, you know, different um, fruit as well. And he was also incorporating, you know, a little bit more red meat into his diet, um, et cetera. So there's things like, things like that. Just, mm-hmm. I think he wanted a bit more variety. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, okay. Ah, so, yeah, it sounds like, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna venture a guess that the second client you mentioned uh, was an Indonesian and the first one was wasn't um, just based yeah. on yeah just based on you know snacking Actually, and yes, yes. snacking and food choices <laughs> and all of that and because it is That's it right. is obviously one of the things that uh, yeah you notice here that um, I don't I don't want to make it sound like offensive or anything but no not at all awareness of food quality seems yes. to be lacking a little bit behind uh, compared to the West. Not that people in the West always eat well. They eat a lot of processed crap as well. Yeah. But somehow, somehow they know it's wrong. It's, it's, not, it's not the yeah. right thing. But they still do it, but they yeah. know it. He wears here, like um, all the, all the gorengan and all that, all, that, all that fried yeah. stuff that you can get and all these little packaged cheese sandwiches and whatever. It's, it's a... It, it's, it's trash it's a minefield <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. trash man um, and then it's you mentioned trash. you did mention partying and i'm not going to make assumptions but obviously alcohol often plays a role with and calories yeah calories via alcohol uh are a big underestimate absolutely most uh, most people that actually brings me to another point um so one thing that i didn't mention really was i probably should have elaborated was so we set this, we set, we set up their training protocols and the nutrition protocols. And then basically what we did was, uh, I should keep saying we, sorry, what I did was, um, or we, I should say with the client, I spent the next eight weeks basically teaching them about boundaries, 
Mm. Um, I don't because because I think you know the whole idea of of my coaching I think is is really sustainability. I want them to be able to continue once they once they leave me. I don't want them to. There's nothing worse than working with the client so hard, mm. seeing so much progress, and then they they rebound back to where mm. they were. Mm. And in order to in order to really integrate sustainability of your of your of your 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 processes into their life, they need to have some breathing room, you know, um, because it's not like they're going to abstain from alcohol forever. Mm. It's not like they're going to not eat junk food again. Mm. And we need to we need to know what to do, and you know, if you do it, how to counteract it, or mm. if you do it, how to minimize the minimize the damage. So around alcohol and it's actually around junk foods as well um, and around and around food source selection um, what we did was we spent the pretty much the entire eight weeks talking to them daily and educating them about the choices one of them I'll, I'll, I'll say the the western client he drank once or twice a week mm. um, and I said to him look you can still go out and drink with your friends but obviously you can't get severely intoxicated mm. um, you can go out and drink with your friends once a week but we're going to need to make nutritional adjustments to your day in order to, mm. to allocate for that. Mm -hmm. And that's because it's exactly what I would do. Um, if I knew that I was going to a, an event with alcohol and I was wanted to have a glass or two of wine, I would make nutritional adjustments, mm. dietary adjustments throughout the day to cater for that and minimize the, minimize the damage mm -hmm. um, cal calorically. And uh, if you want to stay in shape, then that's, you have to do those things. Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion and and i mean just generally for health also and the client who was indonesian he also liked to party he liked to drink and uh so sorry for the western client i said you know would you be willing to do that and he said well for the eight weeks what i'll do is i just won't drink mm. and i said well no you don't you don't have to actually do that and he said no no it's okay it's a choice that i'm making and i'm i'm i'm, I'm good i'm happy with my choice and i said that's fine but we're going to have to discuss what happens after they mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. we did mm -hmm. um and he actually ended up he went out and drank last night <laughs> <laughs> celebrate right. um yeah. celebrate absolutely the end of the but but we even made nutritional adjustments for that so we actually lowered his carbohydrate intake um mm -hmm. since he you know he projected that he was going to be drinking beer okay we're going to lower your carbohydrate intake we'll have a low carbohydrate lunch and dinner mm -hmm. and then in the evening we can try and mitigate some of the mm -hmm. you know some some of the damage yeah um and for the Indonesian client, we also, so what happened with him was in the first week of his transformation, he had a, an event. Um, he's an entertainer for a mm. little. Mm. Um, so he had an event and quite often at these events, you know, there's, there's alcohol, they've run at bars and pubs and clubs and whatnot. Um, and he said, can I, you know, can I consume alcohol? And I said, you can, absolutely. It's no problem, but I want you to stick to, I'd like you to stick to spirits and obviously no mixes. So you can have, you know, vodka soda, you can mm. have gin, gin soda and lime. Um, if you have one, you know, one vodka cranberry or something like that, it's okay. But I'd like you to stick to these drink options if you can. Mm. And he ended up getting completely out of his mind intoxicated. Um, and what happened was, was it wasn't actually so much the, the problem of, of destroying the nutrition, the consistency of the nutrition, um, that obviously the nutrition for the day or, you know, the next day or two will go out the window, but, and not to mention what you eat when you drink, mm. um, because, but actually it was that, it was actually that it was the mindset problem of, 
after consuming alcohol that that was a huge red flag for me as a coach. And so what happened was the morning after I said to him, okay, so there's going to be a new rule here. You have to abstain from alcohol until the end of the eight weeks and or until we see a mindset change from you. Otherwise you're out of the program. Hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to fire you basically. Hmm. And paying or paying or not, um, to be honest, if he had paid me, if there was a cash transaction, I would have, I would have said, I'm going to fire you and refund your money. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we came to an agreement that he would abstain from alcohol during the process. And what we did in, in then from then on was we created a, an ideology for him around stacking, around stacking wins. So creating basically small victories. Mm-hmm. to to build confidence and to gain gain control um you know i wanted to um really emphasize the the confidence that you can get from having control in social situations like that um and and not getting ridiculously intoxicated mm. um you know so that was our what we were going for after that was in conjunction with the weight loss and him getting more and more confident was also a mindset shift around around alcohol consumption and around how that can hurt your progress. Of course, progress uh, mentally and physically. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. that that's amazing because from I mean for me that clearly that clearly shows you've um you've had them for an eight week period, but you will have had an impact on the rest of their lives. And even if they go back to crappy diet now, they just what happens between the ears is now different. Uh, so that's. That's yeah. amazing. Um, well, the great thing is um, that Indonesian client last night went to a went to an engagement party where it was free, free flow alcohol, open bar until the alcohol runs out, and he only drank soda water. That wasn't and that wasn't my by my um mm. by my uh, my hand. That was that was on him. Yeah, yeah. But and I mean that that's just amazing. It it I don't know if it'll last or not, but it kind of it kind of also shows you. Um, that once people realize with hard work and discipline, I can achieve X, in this case, losing 10 kilos, then why do I want to go back to go back to the lifestyle where I throw it all away? And, and that's that's amazing. Okay, man, this is so cool. But conscious of your, of your time and of, of all the of what we had kind of set out to do, how would you how would you think you want to wrap this up? Maybe just give us um, give us and the listeners a few kind of like takeaways from from the learnings of, of you or of your clients um sure what they can implement or, or absolutely um i think the biggest if i can really really just if i'm talking to whoever will listen or the masses or whatnot other coaches who are coaching clients um one of the most powerful things i ever heard from another coach was that the best program is the one that the client will follow or the one that you will follow totally and mm-hmm. I've made that my mantra as a coach ever since. Um, and it's never gotten me better results, honestly. So, you know, the number one key takeaway is it, it shouldn't be a night or day change, small changes, make it, make it realistic. That is mm-hmm. the main, uh, don't, don't ever, don't ever put yourself in a situation where you're not sure whether you can sustain it. Mm-hmm. That would be my, that would be my takeaway. So um, if you can start small as, as if your client's not drinking water, get them to drink water. Don't change your diet yet. You know, mm-hmm. 
once they're drinking water and they're comfortable with that, then you can start making small adjustments to their nutrition. Or even before you adjust the nutrition, they should just be moving more and find a form of exercise that they enjoy. They don't have to go to the gym and lift weights. They can go to the trampoline park and jump around mm. with their kids. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter. They can try and get 10,000 steps a day if they just enjoy walking outside in the fresh air at the park. It really doesn't matter. Um, you know, I have a client at the moment who, who does 10,000 steps a day rather than doing cardio because he prefers that. And then you can start to make the nutritional adjustments just little bit by little bit. You know, the first thing would be just try and eliminate, eliminate the foods that you know you shouldn't be eating one by one, mm. you know? So it doesn't have to be, the progress not always is, is not always linear, but it can be consistent, you know? Um, and that's the main thing, just being, these guys got to where they are purely from being compliant and consistent to the process. That's it. And that's really all it is. There's no secret, yeah. you know, small changes, small changes over time lead to a huge, a different, it leads you on a different trajectory. Perfect. Perfect. Powerful stuff. Uh, I, I obviously couldn't agree more. Um, it is, it is, it, that is kind of the mindset, right? We, we want sustainable, sustainable action, sustainable lifestyle changes. Um, and yeah, you, you, okay, you've said it best. So thank you, Ryan. Well, thank you. Thanks, Brad. For, thank you for coming on the show, sharing your, your experience your, and your wisdom. And, uh, and obviously thank you for, for coaching me and, and, and continuing yeah. a little, a little bit it. longer as well. I'm, uh, I don't have the same goals as these guys. Uh, I don't, uh, but I do. I do want to still achieve some goals, which we can hopefully discuss uh, on the next, the next episode when we get together after, after my program has wrapped. So, thank you once again. Awesome. Uh, it was a pleasure yeah, to have you on it's again. Been a pleasure. Thanks, bro. Hello, folks. Hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did and leave here today inspired, motivated and armed with knowledge and skills to make your incredible transformation happen next. If you have any questions for me or Coach Ryan, feel free to send me a message on Instagram at kinsey underscore Until next time, be healthy and well.